the industry is struggling right now because we're trying to make this a limited edition pump the floor price kind of a thing. And it's like music has never been that way. There's just like this crazy impatience in our industry. Web 2, like with apps and stuff, I don't think the expectations were this high this quickly. When apps first came out, our very first apps were like those fake drinking things, you know, like the cup that's yeah. like, oh, it pours. Like <laughs> Just the draw of NFTs as your hook to get people to buy this thing, is it's, it's that, that's dead. Sorry, it's over. We're joined today by Stoke Builder, founder of Secret Garden, which is an audiovisual experience built on chain. Stoke, <laughs> let you introduce yourself. For sure. Thanks for having me, first of all. Um, yeah, my name is Stoke Builder. My real name is Victor. Used to be a lawyer. You know, I did like IP litigation and sort of IP counseling stuff. I went to law school in the Bay Area and I, you know, worked for most of my legal career there. All my friends were like doing startup stuff. So I was always like, that was always like my world, right? Even when I did legal stuff, it was always with startups. I don't know, when you're outside of startups or not in one and you're sort of outside as like a, you know, a contracted like assassin, if you will, like that's kind of how I think of lawyers. You don't really get to see the weeds of like product and stuff like that. And I was always like very intrigued, right? That was something like I always wanted to do. I started actually like doing actual like legal work for NFT companies when I was still a lawyer. And that's how I started getting like interested in the technology and sort of the implications of it and kind of caught in the gigantic wave of NFTs. I think honestly, like from the NFT perspective, the IP side of things is like quite fascinating and one of the biggest change vectors that NFT brings to um, tech. Yeah, midway through my, uh, my cousin who I've grown up with, who's super into um, Web3 is a developer as well, but also like a really talented music producer. He kind of shipped like the V0 of what ended up being Secret Garden. Just for those who don't know, Secret Garden basically we have what we call bouquets. They're curated beat pads that our artists create. So they'll make all the sounds for every button on a beat pad. And we essentially package that together with a visual experience and sell that as like a collectible. Music producers are very familiar with this. Like if you're a fan of like Madeon, for example, or like a lot of these um, yeah, EDM artists who, you know, they press beat pads or back like hip hop producers with the MPC. I've been playing around with it a lot and uh, I'm not like a music producer or anything, but it's so cool how you can just like press button and it sounds incredible. <laughs> and yeah. I'm kind of just like, maybe it's I could be. <laughs> it's dummy proof for sure, right? It's not, it's not complicated. It's an instrument, right? You can still make it sound amazing or you can really do whatever you want with it. So there's a lot of like expression that we're trying to get out of our customers basically. is super fulfilling about what we've built. We've gotten comments from parents, for example, who have like two or three year olds who they kind of had their first music creation experience by playing with it. How are they doing that? Is this playable on iPad, like mobile or? Yes, these these parents, there's like multiple parents too in our community who, who are like, yeah, I just had it out on my iPad for my kids to play with. They'll just jam to it and they'll just play different beats. And then uh, we also, for holders, we have like a record feature where you can actually record a song with your, with your bouquet and save it onto your NFT. This 
is the way to actually experience it. It's, it's very tactile and you can use your both hands. It's very shareable. It feels like an instrument. And it's an experience that you can't really recreate on desktop. On iPad, it's just one touch to the beat, right? Whereas on desktop, it's very like, okay, now I need to like scroll over to this box that I want to click. It sounds good, like no matter what you do. Just having your like bouquet at a party and then your guests interact with it, right? It's just like collecting memories almost. And like that is a little more native to non-crypto. Very fundamental question that we have on our product team all the time, which is what platform are we building for, right? Are we mobile first? Are we desktop? And it's kind of complicated because I think the majority of crypto people are actually on their desktops. As much as I'd love for everyone to pour their efforts into building this like, incredible iOS app, our holders are on desktop. So it's so early that the infrastructure sucks for it, right? The wallets suck for it. It's an ongoing discussion and I think we're trying to push to mobile as quickly as possible. Yeah, and I'm very interested in seeing where that goes in mobile because we're starting to see a lot of that in games. Playing with music, it would be a similar concept where you just want that on the go. I'm like riding on the metro, like why not just like make a beat? Um, and I, that's actually what I was doing with um, Secret Garden. Like I just, I put it on play like on my laptop and I was just like listening. There's like an element of like mood creation and uh, expression that I think uh, is very unique to music that you don't really see in any other medium. Yeah, there's just so many ideas around it. It's like challenging to like think of which ones to like really double down on, but, uh, but yeah, that's part of the job. Going into, yeah, the music industry within NFTs, I wanted to get your insight on how you feel or what you're excited about for music in the NFT space. It's a very contentious topic, I think, especially on crypto Twitter lately. I don't know why, but like Kobe went on like a crusade, like Crypto Cobain, he went on like a crusade against music NFTs that it was like really out of nowhere and got us kind of riled up. Personally, I was old enough to remember websites, right? Like essentially you're just like mimicking yellow pages and you're just putting the listing online. That's not a business model, right? Like that you're not selling anything there and eventually I realized like, okay that can be e-commerce honestly like a lot of NFTs not just music but we're sort of still in like the copy paste like version of this like technology right okay let's just go to that song on the blockchain and call it a collectible and see what happens right but like you, you can't scroll through OpenSea and like listen to these songs it's hard enough for me to like want to listen to a song of an artist I don't want I don't know about but for me to have to like scroll through and like find it just doesn't it just didn't that's not that's not how music works the industry is struggling right now because it's like ha like we're trying to make this a limited edition pump the floor price kind of a thing and it's like music has never been that way right so what are the analogs that we can think of from the music world that would make sense on chain? The version of collectibles that we know for music that exists is for sure vinyls, right? Like I only have vinyls for like three artists, right? And I don't have a vinyl player. Like those are purely like aesthetic things that can hang on the wall that like look good and I don't even play the music for it. Um, so that's like one analog. And the other analog for what we're doing is obviously like instruments, right? There's like B-pad instruments. There's like Kanye stem player, for example, is like, uh, an example of like a mass market sort of instrument that people can play with. For us at least, like we can try to figure out a way to, to take those analogs and make a product in Web3 that we can put on blockchain and then introduce some elements of like creation and sound identity that can be tied to the thing that you own, which, you know, is sort of our foray into it. But I think a lot of people have different iterations of this in the music and MC world right now. We've yet to see which ones have, you know, mass market appeal. But I think for the rest of the entities outside of visuals, it's like, yeah, you really have not that much mass market appeal outside of the crypto world. I'm 
crashing at a friend's place, but they're uh, very into collecting CDs. So even post vinyl is very interesting. Yeah. So they bought like this um, CD player that's, you know, displayed at the MoMA because it's a cool design, I guess. They started collecting CDs and you're starting to see like on the marketplace that there are certain CDs that are starting to cost more than because they're rare. So people are going back to collecting music in that way because it's, it's, it's still like a physical asset, but the music itself is free, right? Like I can go to YouTube and listen to it, but it's just like the collecting part, part of human nature, I think. We went from, you know, doing vinyls to CDs to now like, you know, NFTs would be the next step. Right now, the artists that we're seeing in Web3, they're probably crypto natives. They know what they're doing, but they're very like on the edge. And quite frankly, like, antagonizing a decent amount of their fan base by even doing this, right? And for, for a lot of them, it's like worth the risk. A lot of them, they like dip their toes in it and they get flamed and they're just like, okay, fuck that, I'm not doing that again. But it's also very interesting, like fans kind of have this like distaste for it. For example, Taylor Swift, right? Like she wasn't paid her royalties by her agent or like by the producers um, and her fans were all like she deserves her money like for making the music um, but then you know the same kind of group are anti-NFT because I'm not sure why even though it goes like directly to the artist I mean I'm curious on your thoughts of like how NFTs might help royalties in that sense or help artists in that sense I think that's the core irony of it right because I think anyone who understands technology sees how artist centric it really is the easiest answer is it's a marketing problem we just haven't sold that narrative well enough there was an article that was written I want to say like yeah maybe maybe a year ago maybe a little bit less that was like super viral on crypto twitter about how like the impact of nfts and how much energy it is i would say it's like a little bit of a flawed argument but like i could totally see it right like i, I like from a public perspective it doesn't look good but i think that narrative switches a lot obviously with the ETH merge and i also think that like when you know when you poison the word, word nft you just you just can't be shoving that down people's throats like you just can't just the draw of nfts as your hook to get people to buy this thing is it's it's that, that's dead sorry it's over you know like now we're at the part where you got to make something dope and if it's it has merit as like a piece of art a piece of culture then people will want it right and i think that is what anyone who's in this space as a creator is like interested in and, and, and excited about it's also just a matter of time like i think there's just like this crazy impatience in our industry even with like web 2 like with apps and stuff i don't think the expectations were this high this quickly yeah i always hear the example of like when apps phone apps first came out our very first apps were like those fake drinking things you know like the cup that's yeah. like oh it pours like that's that that was the expectation that was exciting so we we need to take a while to catch up to like what the tech can do i think you're right like i think the term nft is kind of like been overused a little bit or we've shot ourselves in the foot a little with that over marketing the term without really adding like further value reddit is doing something similar where they're selling collectibles they don't call them nfts um and it's just better onboarding it's this is how you market to the mass audience now since we're talking about the market how are you hanging <laughs> <laughs> So recently there was a stat that came out that was like May 3rd was like the peak OpenSea volume. And I think it was like, I want to say like nine figures in a day in transactive volume. And I think a week ago it was at 5 million. So it was literally a 99.9% .9 drop off in trading volume. We launched uh, 420, right? So it was literally like a week before peak volume. On the one hand, we were really lucky to launch then because that gave us sort of a, it was basically essentially like a pre-seed round for us. But our subsequent drops were literally timed so poorly. It was like literally timed the day after each like 
drop. Yeah, it was like very existential, I think, for, for our team. And not just because of the money thing, right? But it's more like, do I have merit or did I just like ride the last part of the wave? It forced us to ask some really tough questions. What does NFTs really bring to this product? What does it actually enhance? What does it make better? Are we just kidding ourselves in building this or are we actually like, trying to push this industry forward. After regrouping with our team, we were basically like, look, we can continue to make drops and try to go after the $5 million volume per day and hope we get a big cut of that to sustain our business. Or we take a bigger bet and actually go for what our vision and our mission is, which is actually going after music fans, right? Making this an actual engaging product for artists and fans to uh, share together as an experience. I think everyone like looked each other in the eyes and was like, the answer's obvious here, right? Like we built this to do that. You know, I think it's like painful for everyone, but like if you're not excited to build in this type of an environment, then this probably isn't for you. I think we're all here because it's super early. There's rare moments in history where we have a frontier where they can build something like this. I feel like we're going in a truer direction than just like, let's just try to get, grab a bag on every drop, you know? I'm curious about the type of users that you'd be targeting because we're talking about a lot of different niches here, right? You have NFT collectors, but then specifically music NFT collectors, but then at the same time, you want to target people that are just music fans. Who are the kind of people, non-NFT, that are collecting um, music? Like, how do you how do you track that? Like, is it, does that exist online? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. We are doing a rebrand. So whether the crypto people want it or not, we're going to go after music people. You know, before our thing was like crypto guy dramatically shift to, okay, like a music fan who doesn't know crypto loves like this like band, right? Like they'll, they'll buy anything that that person comes out with. We've made that mental shift, but as a, like a result of that, everything changes. It is more about meeting that customer and sort of building out products that are accessible to them. We don't want to give it some elevated status, like on the front, like, oh, we're a music NFT project. Like, no, we're like, we're like a music project, but hey, we're now using this these rails to be able to prove that you have ownership of this thing and you can you know use it in all these sorts of interesting ways and again like we have to change the name nfts like we need to make sure the onboarding rails we have to make sure that you can buy with a credit card we have to make sure that if you buy with a credit card you get set up with a wallet so that if you want to sell it that you can still sell it i think our first three drops our first one was with our with our founder okay sammy uh, he did a collaboration with seer light the artist to to do his drop the second one was with Smile and the third one was Robotaki. And those three drops were all very like crypto focused, right? We marketed to crypto people, Twitter. And our upcoming drop, we're super excited about it because this is very much like a more mass market artist. This person is going to hopefully be able to help us experiment with like reaching out to a broader audience. Maybe it's not that attractive. Maybe that's not something that that market is ready for. Oh, or maybe there's a reason there's like a drop off in like the purchase flow that causes them to like, you know, kind of get cold feet. Um, there's a lot to learn in that experiment. We're actually doing an airdrop for the holders of our, our Genesis NFT, airdropping to them like a membership key. A membership key is going to unlock basically early access to our future drops. And that's sort of the, the cadence is going to be once they get their airdrop, we're going to announce the next artist. And then there's just going to be a string of, uh, string of different teasers and ways for people to try, try to like figure out and gamify this a little bit with the, with the bouquet. And then... And then, yeah, we'll, we'll have their launch at um, early October. Currently, for example, you've seen um, the diamond structure of our V-pad, but we are 
we're trying to revamp the whole thing. Like we're trying to get away from like the old experience and trying to figure out a way to like design the beat pad in a way that's like very versatile and agile and like change the, change the configuration around. Yeah. I was just about to ask that if the beat pads were, you know, able to change, like, are, are, would you be able to add new beats to, you know, pre-existing? Ooh, yes. exciting. So that's actually the play here. We want to experiment with this being like an engagement tool. Can we create this as an engagement tool for, for example, the tour? So maybe if you go to like different concerts, you get different sounds added to your bouquet, which we thought would be really like fun. You know, like it's another like sonic moment that you can show off your bouquet and you're like, hey, like I showed up to these concerts and um, you know, I collected them all or whatever. It's kind of like a music po-op. Yeah, like a music po-op, exactly. I mean, current po-ops, they're really just there. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, a music one that's like interactive, like it makes sense. Like I went to this concert, of course, I'm, I'm gonna, it's gonna sound like, you know, what, what I did there. That is like super NFT unique, right? Like you can't really pull it off in Web2. Hopefully a persuasive pitch to artists as well, right? It's like, look, we're, you know, we're not asking for any money. We're just asking to make some sounds and we sort of package this infrastructure for you to engage with your fans. And um, hopefully that's like a compelling sell to sort of artists on the on the fence. So yeah, a lot to come, a lot, a lot we're building for. Um, it's super exciting and um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, yeah, thank you so much for hopping on the show today. I had a very nice time chatting with you and learning a lot about the music industry and nfts and outside i'm just going to do a quick plug for type a blockchain week which is happening in december we also have i think music happening there there's a lot a couple djs that are in Dao, so they'll be doing their own music i think it would be very cool to if once you guys launch or have uh something like some kind of event going on there it would be very fun to play around some bouquets at taipei blockchain week as well uh talking about that with jackie right now we're definitely amazing okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool i mean very excited then um, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the IDK Show. We're a nonprofit, fun, friendly, and welcoming DAO, a collective of founders, builders, investors, creators, and we would love to welcome you to join us on our mission to bridge Web 2 and Web 3 and bridge Taiwan to the world. Brand new chance for us to say we're gonna make it.